I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, I must leave this uh, tidying up and get back uh, to work indoors. Now that most of the leaves are down, there's uh, so many autumn tidying up uh, jobs to do. I need to make a start on the winter digging to uh, take advantage of uh, every bit of daylight. Uh, but uh, there we are. Hello and uh, welcome to This Week in the Garden. Our thanks for this week's sponsor, Hayloft Plants Limited of Pershaw, Worcestershire. Last Sunday night and into Monday morning, we had overnight frost, enough to turn the grass white and put ice on the car, but not cold enough in my own back garden to turn the begonias and dahlia foliage black. Strangely, uh, going up to the Hyde Hall hilltop, nasturtiums, dahlias and begonias had been killed off. So frost must have been uh, in the air up there. Usually we get damage lower down. But there we are. That's the seasons and uh, we have to be prepared for frost. I've got a sneaking feeling we could be in for a cold spell this winter somehow. We seem to have had uh, too many quite uh, mild winters and by the law of averages we must be ready for another cold one. The RHS uh, Garden at Hyde Hall, along with all the other RHS gardens, is aglow with uh, early evening lighting. And I must find out what uh, tendencies are. You know, the gardens are opening from uh, 5 until I think 8.30 to view these uh, brightly coloured lights shining up through trees and uh, some of the winter-coloured parks. Information is just in on... uh, Charitable monies raised internationally on the disease-resistant Impatiens beacon. A cheque for uh, over $55,000 for the 2019-2020 sales has just been presented to the uh, uh, OL Foundation. That's a charity for genetic bone disorders characterised by fragile bones and apparently affecting some uh, twenty-five to 50,000 people in the United States alone. Lockdown has uh, slowed plant sales apparently since it was reintroduced, although according to Garden Trade News, they're still selling plants uh, to uh, 29% greater figures than uh, this time last year and potting compost sales are up 34%, indicating that uh, we are, all of us, still very actively gardening. The RHS has announced a partnership with the South African Fruit and Wine Farm to market an RHS rosé wine 
in time for Chelsea 2021. Visitors to the show will be the first to taste this special vintage. I understand it's the first time the RHS has uh, licensed a specific wine. At present, I'm all for buying British and uh, a very nice uh, Oxfordshire rosé meets my taste buds nicely. Garden Centre proprietor Andy Bunker is advising people to avoid bringing cut Christmas trees indoors too early. The first weekend in December is soon enough, he says, if you want cut trees to keep really fresh and nice rich green through to Twelfth Night. There is some good news. The UK has been named by the World Bank as a possible beacon for the world in tackling climate change. Because of the level of positive action already taken and the results achieved so far. So there we are. We must be doing something right in some people's eyes. Our guest interview today is Robin Rayner. Now, if I remember correctly, Robin and I met on Monday of Press Day at a Chelsea Flower Show and you made a little presentation. I did a little mini competition within our class of florists at the time. We had to do a hand tide of sweet peas of all different varieties and bind the handle so that it can be presented like a bit like a wedding bouquet. So when we did the competition, my mum suggested or she said, why don't you sort of say that you'd be confident with speaking and really go for it, try and win this little competition. So I did. I made my practice bouquet and I put my note into the teacher that said, you know, I'll be okay. I'll be good at this. And um, then I got to come up to Chelsea Flower Show and meet you. Uh, Yes. But who did you present the posy to? Ah, uh, yeah, I always remember that. I always forget the crucial <laughs> bit. So, um, so I presented the flowers to the Queen because she was doing her rounds in the Royal um, Walk Round of Chelsea. I think that you always managed to get involved with somehow. You made sure that I was at the front at the right time, and I arranged your sweet peas and I bound the handle and uh, presented it to the Queen. And you were there too, luckily, to fill in the gaps. <laughs> with the speaking (laughs) part of it. (laughs) When you meet a member of the royal family, you're so nervous. (laughs) I remember exactly how it happened. (laughs) Well, from, from my version of it, the Queen said to us, did you see the article in the paper this morning? And I thought, no, I didn't read the paper this morning. I didn't have time to read the paper. <laughs> I was just too busy. Um, so, yeah, she tried to initiate like a, a conversation around what had been in the paper that day. And I just didn't have a, a clue what was in the paper because I was far too busy preparing. <laughs> and so you did your training at um, what is now Riddle University College. And your course was rather a special one, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. It was uh, the first year of a professional floristry course and it meant that I was very passionate about floristry forevermore after that qualification. You could tell the lecturers and the students were giving it everything to make that first floristry qualification a, a real success. So yes, I have a degree in professional floristry. Presumably it's a three-year course. It must be quite detailed. Do you have the science of flowers? 
Well, it's a Bachelor of Arts. There was a lot of science involved, all kinds of modules. The obscure ones you remember, don't you? So I did tractor driving at Rittle <laughs> as a module, and I was involved in that. And all of us florists were thinking, how on earth did we get here? But then sort of years later, you think, oh, I can see why it all slots into place now. We did everything from that and the propagation of roses so we were involved with so much, really the journey of the flower from the very first grower right through to all the different handlers of the flowers and then through to the consumers. So that's why it's, it was such a good qualification. Amazing. Mm. Well, now, the reason we've got you on today, Robin, is because Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat and all that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's a busy time for florists, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Normally we'd just completely rushed off our feet and covered in fairy lights and, and glitter and everything, <laughs> as you can imagine. It's a good excuse to be a part of all the flowers and foliage of the season. And now can you give a few tips to some of our listeners? If I wanted to make um, well, two things, really, a, a table decoration uh, for the Christmas lunch or a greeting on the door, how would we set about doing those? Shall we do the table decoration first? Yeah, sure. So I think for me, if I was to do a really nice table decoration at Christmas time, I think I would probably use the evergreen foliage as a base for my design. You can either lay that on the table and, and bind it round a really basic a stick that you can collect. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. You can tie some foliage round and bind it on with maybe a bit of string or something. And then you can add like things like pine cones or any kind of seasonal berries or rose hips, things that you can easily get your hands on or maybe some supermarket flowers that you can add in. For the Christmas table, it just needs to last that day, doesn't it? It just really needs to have an impact for one day. You're not so worried about how long it will last necessarily, although the foliage and pine cones and all the, the accessories will last a long time. And then you've got to think about things like scents maybe. Maybe you want to have some orange slices or some cinnamon sticks. And that's a real base start point. At our local horticultural society a couple of years back, we had... Um a little workshop and the leader there used a baked potato instead of the stick it helped me no end because all i'd then got to do is to sharpen the ends of the little bits of holly and or cuba and that sort of thing and the potato actually holds a bit of moisture doesn't it that's right and uh, yeah so it can be anything from a potato a little jam jar a stick it doesn't matter because it will be hidden so as long as it holds holds up well you can really do anything underneath the foliage and the flowers that you put on so that's a really good a good one to use a potato and poinsettias are very much available at that time if a branch falls off uh, you can treat that can't you and use that yeah that's right i think that's grown in over the last couple of years in popularity a lot hasn't it the poinsettia flower head as long as you can get rid of the sap i think it's boiling water just to get rid of that uh, then you can use the poinsettia as a cut flower so that's that is classic christmas isn't it the poinsettia flower that's just yeah, a, yeah. a rich vibrant red and it's a, a big flower head so it can make a real impact it can sort of go right into the center of the arrangement actually people don't really know that in the 1950s poinsettias were only cut flowers they weren't grown as pot plants 
And it was only when they found ways of reducing the height of each stem uh, that they became the popular pot plant we've got today. Uh, I, I think you can dip the cut end into crushed charcoal uh, and that stops the sap bleeding too. But most people, I think, will either strike a match and burn it or dip into hot water. Now, Robin, I need to take you outside because we have a little bit of a campaign in the Sun newspaper to encourage people to move some of their Christmas decorations outdoors onto the front door and into the front garden because with the lockdown, we're not going to have as many people coming and going to parties and things. But you've made a real effort around your front door uh, can you describe to us first of all what you've done? Yeah, so um, I've had a really nice opportunity to get out in the fresh air and do some flower arranging. So it started off with a, an idea to put um, a sheath, like a tied sheath on the front door. Some people put a wreath on and that's very popular too. The Christmas wreath um, can be quite tricky to start thinking about, but I think a tied sheath is different because... If you think about a bunch of supermarket flowers and a bit of foliage, a tied sheath is an upside down bunch of flowers. So we're trying to make a triangular shape, but from a, a fresh bunch. So the stems are exposed and it really just looks like an upside down bunch. So I think that's a bit more of a first steps approach to decorating your front door. So that's the starting point. Um, I've got all kinds of planters and pots outside, a Christmas tree and a, a mini, like a, a garland as well. So um, it, it was a really nice opportunity and, that, and that's where it started, a, a tied sheath on the front door. Now, can you take us through the tied piece? Yeah, sure. So um, I've got like a, a knocker on the top of um, the door, just above the um, letterbox and... What I did was I did a really simple flower arrangement. What you do is you literally lay a stem of foliage or some flowers. You want to start with drawing an outline of the shape. So what you're aiming for is an upside down triangle and you lay the foliage and flowers within that triangle. So you're colouring in, if you like, all the while holding the main stems in your hand. And what you'll come out with is a very basic tied sheath that you can hang upside down on the door and probably do this as a separate thing you'll you'll tie it all up and then you'll add a decorative bow you can do like a figure of eight bow and that's probably best to do it separate to the main tie on the front door i think that's the best way to describe it and then right over the door on the wall over the door you've got that garland Presumably, if you were doing something for the mantel shelf indoors, it would be a similar construction task, would it? Yeah, that's right. So the gardens that I put above the door, that was just tied onto a stick, as I say. I didn't have anything else. I, I wanted to keep it quite green and natural. So I had two really sturdy sticks that I used as my garland. And I started to tie on quite a lot, to be honest, of foliage to make a base, I suppose like a sausage shape, all the way along. And that's how I started. And then I thought about, okay, I've got I've got the full length of the design and now I'm going to think about where I want to add things like berries, rose hips, pine cones, all the colour. So I laid it out, just a consistent line of colour. And then we added some trailing ivy 
into that. It was variegated, so it gave it a bit more movement through the design. And yeah, that's exactly the same. So if you wanted to do a garland at the front door and you wanted to do a garland along the table, it would be the same, but just reduced in size. That's the only difference. And so if, if I go to the one over the door, you cut your two sticks to be the length that you want the garland. Yeah, that's right. It ended up being about a metre, I would say. I wanted to do that right at the start. That's the first thing I did because I wanted to make sure I'd cut enough foliage. Well, I have to say that uh, your partner, Matt, is uh, quite proud of his pyracantha. And just to the right of the door, having that um, three metres high full of red berries really set you off, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. When he planted that, he said to me, oh, that's quite common to have that round the front door. And I thought, well, I've never, it's never been on my radar before. But after that, you travel around and you notice it more, don't you, around people's front doors or their front windows. And I've seen some really established ones that are, are really, really impressive. And now that ours has come to the size that it has, I'm really quite pleased because it was a nice starting point to decorating the whole house and to have that in full bloom. It was really nice. Now come Twelfth Night and your garland comes down and your inverted bunch with stems and things coming out of the um, door knocker, it's going to look a bit bare, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to look very bare. And I think the person that will notice it most is maybe me and the postman. (laughs) Um, And I think... It's going to look so bare and so dramatically different that I've got to make an effort um, through the rest of the year now. I think with all the um, with all the effort I've made, I think I'm going to make something a bit more seasonal and just try and celebrate each month. Maybe maybe do something a little bit different or have something out out in the front um, to keep that to keep that going. Uh, Robin, thanks very much. I very much. Uh Look forward to driving up and down at Hyde Hall to, to see your design. And we'll keep our fingers crossed that we have some good dues. Keep it nice and fresh. Yep, definitely. I think that will that will work nicely. And I've had a lot of lovely comments from the um, visitors at Hyde Hall um, to say how nice it looks. So, all good. If you're interested in a whole range of courses on floristry, then log on to Adult Community Learning. Essex and then click on course list and enter floristry and you'll see uh, quite a range of courses. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello. 
On the advice front, you might be interested to hear that our local horticultural society remains active in spite of its monthly meetings being cancelled through all of this year from the 14th of March. They've introduced two competitions. First, uh, one for the best decorated Christmas tree, photographed indoors and in the garden, so they're obviously supporting this idea that we move some of our Christmas decorations outside. And they're also delivering 10 tulip bulbs to uh, each member to grow on in a pot, and they'll be judged in flower next April. If you're planting tulips in pots, always check for the flat size of the bulb. If you look at tulips, they've got quite a rounded bulge one side, and then flat, the opposite one. And if you're planting in containers, that flat edge on the outer ring of planting needs to be against the size of the pot. And the reason for that is that the flower stem comes up pretty straight out of that flat edge. And if you have that closest to the edge of the pot, then when they're up and in flower, it gives the widest possible display. I was interested to see a picture of broad bean seedlings growing in turf on social media last week. No doubt grey squirrels at work. They're burying loads of walnuts in my pots and containers. Goodness knows where they're all coming from because uh, to the best of my knowledge there's not a walnut tree within uh, a few gardens of uh, where I live. I'll soon have uh, enough hazel and walnut seedlings to plant an orchard. I'm pleased with the growth of cyclamen, which uh, have been uh, repotted after a summer rest, and I'm regularly knocking them out of the pot just to check how damp the compost is and uh, like to see that lovely new white root exploring the fresh compost from last month's repotting. It's always worth very carefully upending cyclamen, tapping the pot edge on a table or something hard outside so you don't make too much mess, just to see whether the roots are growing strongly or have been damaged by too much water. They can be uh, harmed uh, as, as much by being too wet as they are too dry. The humid conditions on our south-facing kitchen windowsill suits them pretty well, as does a cooler room temperature. You know, if you like your central heating well up, then it should be uh, poinsettias or moth orchids for you. Cyclamen like it uh, really light and cool. Modern hybrids, given those conditions, will flower for months, and I love to see them. And the tailpiece? Currently I find work very demanding as publishers bring copy dates forward, gaining time for the fortnight Christmas to New Year break. It's not just writing two weeks' columns in a week for several weeks. How on earth can I forecast weather so far in advance? So this week I have some sympathy with Robert Louis Stevenson who wrote I would rather do a good hour's weeding 
than write two pages. Nothing is so interesting as weeding. I went crazy over the outdoor work and at last had to confine myself to the house or literature must have gone by the board. Oh well, <laughs> back to the PC and uh, not be tempted to go back uh, sweeping and tidying in the back garden. Thanks for this week's sponsor, Hayloft Plants Limited of Pershaw, Worcestershire. To my producer, Rich Jarman, and of course to you for listening. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.